CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. Episode 32 should be 34, 35, maybe 40. It happens. <laughs> it happens. But the positive is we're here today and we're catching up, getting back on routine. Today we're talking about navigating the ho- a healthy holiday. The fact that like we're getting back into our routine kind of coincides with Actually, what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I had that thought go through my mind and I was going to tie it in. But yeah, you're right. I did it. There you go. High five for that one. Yeah. We actually had a lot of requests for this topic, um, both in, you know, we posted a question last week just to our Facebook group of members about, you know, what they need out of the next couple of weeks that's left of the year. And also with our individual coaching nutrition clients, you know, this has been a hot topic of conversation for the last probably week or so, just being prepared for what's coming at the end of the month, Christmas. Well, I think this year's a little different too, because there's not a ton of holiday parties to attend, which makes it a little bit easier. I'd say so too. Which is And even, you know, if we're following the rules and everything, your family isn't getting together, maybe that big giant meal is Mm -hmm. something that's not happening this year, or maybe it's scaled down or in both like volume, but also intensity, maybe you don't have multiple family meals to go to, yeah. um, or even just the one meal that you're having with your family is scaled down to, to less food or, you know, cause it, maybe it's just less people there this year. You know, for us, we're not, we're not even having anything. We're not going to my parents. Um, I'm not going to cook something for just Mark and I and the kids. So, so just a regular meal, just a regular day, probably eating out of containers like we do every other day. I'll make it at least put it on a plate. <laughs> Merry <on>. Christmas. <laughs> come on. So tell me some things that kind of come up during this time that cause problems. Um, I think the volume and types of food available to eat, like volume in terms of how often you are going out to have meals and then volume that ends up on your plate. Um, and then the types of food that are there, like they're not usually vegetables. And (laughs) actually a client that I met with this morning that we talked about this very topic. She's like, yep. Typical Ukrainian meal doesn't necessarily have vegetables. And I kind of laughed to myself because no, yeah, she's right. (laughs) Yeah. So I think just, um, that changes a little bit. Why is, what is it about this like holidays like this, like why do we always pour everything on our plate and have like this heaping plate of food times I, two? I thought you were going to say, why do we pour everything with butter? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's too. Very but... Ukrainian as well. I'm just guessing. I'm not Ukrainian, but I that's what I've gathered. I can confirm. Okay. <laughs> um, I think it's just that typical like treat yourself. It's the holidays. There's an excuse to overindulge from your day-to-day plan it only comes around once a year and i'm good at that i'm very good at that coming up with reasons why (laughs) you know that (laughs) i excel at that 
And then we just feel so awful after, you know, the whole like undo your belt buckle, go and have a nap for like an hour after you eat. Like that is not normal behavior of what we should be doing when we finish a meal. Well, and I think too, something we teach in both our individual stuff and through our challenges is that like mindful eating and eating till you're 80% full. And I think that gets thrown out the window as well. Yeah. That's not a thing. No, because you're like, you're busy talking talking and hooting and hollering or maybe yelling and screaming. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows what Christmas dinner looks like, but that kind of gets pushed to the wayside and you're just mindlessly eating. I think the other thing that comes up at this time of year or like just any holidays period is just the increased consumption of alcohol. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like you mentioned with less parties to go to that definitely curbs that, but now just being at home more, you know, like when we think like lockdown, but now we're just at home more period. And, you know, you're trying to deal with your family while you're eating. Maybe, I don't know what your home situation is like, but generally more alcohol is consumed during this, probably for the same reasons that of, that you mentioned, like it only comes around Mm -hmm. so-and-so. And so so we're going to overindulge in in this type of thing also. And that just sort of exacerbates the fact of like what type of detrimental behavior this is and, and like the kind of impact that it has on us long-term. Well, and I think too, it's a stressful time of year, right? I'm going to say for women, especially trying to get everything organized, sorry, men, but I'm just going to put that blanket statement out there. But like, (laughs) organizing like presents and the family and all of that stuff that goes on with that like and food and alcohol is a coping mechanism for a lot of people and now it's just more readily available and I want to say widely acceptable at this time of year more so than other times of years yeah I mean it's always like again to a blanket statement in that sense too like oh I'm just stressed out because it's Christmas yeah exactly holidays don't need to make you feel that way yeah you know, we kind of impose that on ourselves and also too, like just not only imposing it on yourself, but not utilizing some proper management Mm -hmm. ways and how to deal with that. But that's a whole other conversation aside from sort of the nutrition aspect that we're going to tackle today. Mm -hmm. And I think also just, there's always food around, right? Always. Yeah. Whether it's like snack food or, um, baking, like that was another conversation I had today about baking. Yeah. Um, and so how to manage those things too. Like office, frigate, it's around here at the gym, <laughs> gym yeah. right now. Yeah, the last like week has in, been in crazy. In the office and even like when you go over to your families and mind you, it might be different this year, but there's always food sitting out like appetizers or chocolate in a bowl that is never usually sitting in a bowl and just, yeah, that easily to pick at and consume food. I read somewhere this morning that the average individual that partakes in behaviors such as this in a week can add on an extra 2000 calories just in like grazing. So not even the meal that you're having or like the drinking that you're doing, just the grazing stuff of like a piece of baking here, a piece of baking there, chocolate out of the bowl there. All this little stuff can add up to an extra 2000 calories at the end of a week. And I think the grazing, like, I don't want to say it is fine, but if then you're mindful at your meal to then eat less at your meal, but people aren't right. Like if you're mindful of your grazing and then go to, you have your meal, but dial back your portions at your meal, but and that make doesn't better choices happen. Right. Also. Exactly. But that usually that grazing leads to a you, spike of those things yeah, doing the absolute opposite. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, the holidays. <laughs> Aren't you so excited? <laughs> I actually like it. And, you know, some of the things that we've been using, some of the strategies that we've been using with our individual coaching clients, like definitely makes the holidays a lot easier to tackle mm-hmm. just because the principles that we teach are very basic. Like they're foundational. They're foundational things. Well, and I and, s- said to you as we started, because we were talking about what do I do about Christmas? And the question I said to you is, why does it have to be any different? Like, exactly. why does it need to change from what your day-to-day eating looks like, aside from the odd treat here and there? Right. Right? So should we talk about some tips for the holidays? Yeah, I think so. Okay, go. <laughs> <laughs> Tip number one. Tip number one. Oh, if we were on the ball, we could have some, like, fancy music to introduce each tip. We're not editing this. No, we're not. <laughs> Um, I think the first thing I like to tell my clients is just like, let's try and eat as close to usual times as you would in your normal routine. So if you always have breakfast at this time and you always have lunch and you generally have supper at this time, including your snacks in there too, like let's try and keep this as close to routine as possible. Um, I think that's key. And one of the things that we talked about with some clients recently is just like when like take Christmas day, for example, when you're preparing for that meal, we generally for some reason have the mentality like, Oh, I'm going to be eating all this food. So I'm not going to eat as much during the day in Mm -hmm. prep for that. And actually this is one of my later tips, but we want to still consume those meals as we normally would in the right proportions and the right breakdowns, uh, you know, to balance everything out in prep for that meal. And what that's actually going to do is just make sure that we eat less than we would, mm-hmm. right? And I mean that in terms of the, the copious amount of volume mm-hmm. to help control that. But yeah, and I think the other part of like being as much as routine as possible, it also goes for other things like sleep and physical activity too. Yeah. We want to keep that stuff as routine too. And again, without parties to attend, that's going to maybe help your sleep the night before. But let's make sure that you're sleeping through the night and waking up at the same times. Keep that routine also And don't just stop exercising because it's the holidays. Like it's probably even more important now, again, for multiple reasons, like you said, stress management, but just we're going to be intaking more and we need to counteract that. Just making sure that we're staying active. When I think we've got that extra stress added on now this year in particular. So we using exercise as a form of stress management for the whole family. Like I don't like get the whole family out and involved doing. And it something. doesn't, it doesn't need to be like some fancy written workout. Like it literally just means like go out and for a walk with the dog and your family or yeah. go skating. Hey, I saw York Lake has a, yeah, a skating path made. That. Like that's go cool. take your family out for a skate. Like that's awesome. Like just yeah. simple things like that. It doesn't need to be anything fancy, no. but you do need to be active. Yeah. We just, we find that when clients kind of throw their entire routine out the window during the holidays, like that's when they tend to backtrack on their progress. And that's ultimately what we're trying to avoid here. Yeah. Um, And this next tip, more applicable to non-pandemic times, but parties and potlucks. But I guess it it still goes for like the appetizer portion of the meal when you're kind of sitting around there's all this food sort of laying around. You know, this is the part where we can make better choices, mm-hmm. opt to put something healthy out instead of, you know, processed meats and cheeses and things that are full of all kinds of calorie and, and fat or, or just processed in general. Yeah. Or all the sugar laden stuff. <laughs> the baked goods. You know, there's nothing wrong with like, like, and I'm going to give a couple of examples, but let's try and find the vegetable dishes at this point, because I find that if we can sort of put our attention on vegetables at this point, 
then at least we've taken care of them for when it comes to that real Ukrainian meal and there are no vegetables on the dinner, the dinner plate. But at the same time too, there's no reason why you can't incorporate some of these dishes in your main meal too. But Mm -hmm. like just starting in the appetizer, like why can't we have some cut up vegetables and with like Greek yogurt as the dip, Mm -hmm. you know, with some seasoning seasoning in it. Like if you could find even the ranch seasoning, like the ranch powder seasoning or the dill ranch seasoning. Hey, some, one of our clients is a Watkins person and they have some great dip mixes, you know, that can be mixed with Greek yogurt. And so now we have a a pretty balanced type of appetizer Mm -hmm. um, and we're making a better choice. There's, and then when we get like kind of into the actual meal of things, our website has all kinds of recipes that we can pull from for ideas. Like, I don't know, I was looking through there green bean casserole. There's a garlic mashed cauliflower. We've done a cinnamon roasted butternut squash. There's also an easier way or a healthier way to make stuffing, you know? So there's lots of options for you to make substitutions to what you might or what you usually would make. Mm -hmm. And since you're doing this on your own and you're not really going to a big family event, this is probably the easiest it will ever be for you to implement some of these strategies and take that with a huge weight, right? Because we're not going to our in-laws where you have to have this awkward conversation that you're trying to be make healthier choices or, you know, whatever it might be. You're at home. Mm-hmm. You're the one making the meal, or maybe your spouse is the one making the meal. Like you have the most control you've ever had over what you're taking yeah. in right now. And if you can make a, a couple substitutions for some healthier choices, you've nipped that one in the bud right now. Yeah. So if anything, I think that's a major key point is like, it just goes back to control the things you can control. And this is like one of those very instances of something that you explicitly can control. Yeah. And like finding opportunity in a situation. Yeah. Like and and yeah. even if like these recipes on our website don't sort of suit what you're looking for, just take a look at what you, what you actually would make mm-hmm. and find different ways or inventive ways to substitute vegetables in for some of those things. Like, yeah. Like if someone is a lasagna person, well, can we make like zucchini lasagna instead or sweet potato lasagna? Like just substitute some of those things out for better choices because even small things like that make a world of a difference at the end of the day after everything is said and done. Mm -hmm. I got a little bit soapboxy there. I was going to say, and you're not making Christmas dinner this year. Well, actually, it sounds good. You know what? After I went through these recipes on the website though, I'm like, wow, some of this stuff looks really good. I might actually make some stuff this week. So I'll get back to you on that one. Fancy, (laughs) fancy, fancy, fancy. Um, Do you want to just jump back into not skipping a meal to save it for a feast? Yeah. I mean, kind of like the more what, why, when, how to that type of thing. It just, the reason we don't want to do that is because it causes us to become overly hungry And when we're overly hungry, we are more likely to overeat. And sometimes when we surpass our hunger cues, like we're more likely to surpass our fullness cues as well. So now you've sat down and you have this heaping plate of food because you took more and you're going to pound it all down. And at no point are you being mindful about what you're eating. So we're now eating like 150% to our fullness. And that's why we feel so crappy after. Well, and I think too, in terms of like energy levels, if you're not going to eat all day because you're saving up for Christmas dinner, well, you're going to be dragging your butt all day long. Like you're going to be tired yeah, because you haven't fueled your body, especially if you've got a stressful Christmas, like you just haven't fueled properly to handle your day. And now you're going to be grumpy going into this meal. And now you're probably going to overeat even more than what you were planning to. And then you just end up even more uncomfortable on more groggy, more tired. Like you're, 
you've literally put yourself in the most chaotic state possible yeah. by trying to do that. Yeah, and yet sure. for so long, that's been sort of like the societal norm that this is what I'm we not going to eat all day. Yeah. Saving up I know my husband does that. Yeah. <laughs> Mark does that. Yeah. I mean, he'll do that whenever something big comes up. It doesn't necessarily need to be Christmas. And it's just one of those, you just shake your head. <laughs> not how it works. <laughs> um, okay. So let's talk about we, you and I did this this weekend, holiday baking. You know what? Okay, can I just say I was proud of myself for how how little of the baked goods that I sampled while we were making them. I didn't really eat many either. I know. I we actually I was did proud of us. we did pretty well, yeah. And but then I made scuffles the next day and that kind of went downhill. Yeah, I wasn't around for that. So I'm about to tell you some tips about holiday treats and I'm just gonna be honest, like I struggle with this one <laughs> for the little amount of baking that I do. And I literally bake once a year. Okay. But see, here I am. I'm doing exactly it's, it's what we the, just said. I'm like Christmas literally <laughs> listing all the reasons. Okay. Note to self. I am one of these people. <laughs> um, and I think what made me more successful this year as to not being sampling like 10 of everything was that there was purpose for those things. Like I was making cookies to send to my brother as a gift and I didn't want to eat those because that was part of his gift. And the other stuff you were making for your family and whatever was going on there. So I didn't want to be eating those because that was had that purpose. So well, I think like- I ate them because I only bake once a year. <laughs> okay, well, sorry. <laughs> so my intentions are good going on. Right, this. but that just proves that like, that's kind of what my first tip is, is that if you're going to spend this time baking, like have a reason for why you're doing it, give away, like yeah. give it away, give it to some other people that might enjoy it or put it aside for the kids, but put it in the freezer, like out of yeah. sight, out of mind. Yeah. And then you're less likely to, to and I scavenge find, on it. I find too that if I tell people I'm baking for them, then I am now having to like uphold that promise that I just made to them because they're now expecting that. So I can't eat it because it now belongs to them and they know what's coming. I like to surprise people once in a while, but sometimes I need that accountability of like, I'm baking, it's coming to you. And then, you know what, there's the opportunity where it's like, oh, well, I'm baking this and I just want to taste it. Like I like it and mm -hmm. stuff. And that just kind of comes back to you. Like treats are okay. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what you're doing, but treats are okay in moderation. You know, and that's the key word. And we're going to talk about moderation coming up soon, but the key is not to overdo it. Like we want to decide what it is that you want, eat it and then move on. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't need to have 10 scuffles. You can have one or two scuffles and then call it a day. Like you had that treat. It's good. Um, I'm working with a client right now that is kind of working through an ice cream thing. And my answer was not go cold Turkey with it. Like no. we just found a way to implement it into her lifestyle. Mm -hmm. That is more constructive to what it is that she's trying to achieve. So it's not that you have to totally avoid your Christmas baking. It's just, we need to be purposeful about what we're doing with it and when we're enjoying it. It's when that becomes a consistent, not in moderation effort. That's again, when we derail our progress and, and things go kind of sideways. Well, I think like if you plan for that treat, right? Like this cookie is for my afternoon tea or whatever, or my snack after dinner or not every single snack that you have in the day, but it's got that place in your day and it's planned out. I think it's an easy way to keep track of how much you're consuming and not going overboard and just picking away at it. And not feeling guilty about it. 
Like yeah. that's, that's the other yeah. trap that we get caught in mm-hmm. that it's December 26th. And you look back and you're like, Oh shit. Like, look at, I ate, I'm going to, I'm going to swear here, but excuse my, my language. I just ate like an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. we look back and we're like, Oh, now what? Now I got to get back on the track and things just get, you know, all this pressure that you put on yourself that you need to undo everything that you did. Mm-hmm. Like, again, it doesn't work like that. Like we're going to try and be proactive about this holiday that's coming up by getting this information and these tips to you now so that you don't look back on December 26th and be like, Oh shit, like what happened? Mm -hmm. So don't feel guilty about it. If you have a treater here and there, like it's okay. Moderation. It's okay. One treat isn't going to derail your progress. It's when that one treat becomes 10 treats every single day. (laughs) Yeah. That's where it comes a slippery slope. Um, let's talk about alcohol. Yeah. Again, too, with less parties to attend, this is probably one that um, is going to be a little bit easier to to work through. Mm-hmm. But I think closer to the holiday is when things will get a little bit out of hand. Um, you know, drinking goes hand in hand with celebrations and holidays and it pairs well with food. And since we're having this big meal, it kind of, yeah, it's just one of those expectational things. Mm-hmm. So just like with treats and stuff, this too, if, it's, if you're going to consume alcohol in moderation, I actually read somewhere earlier today on a dietitian thing that they, they say like moderation means up to one drink per day for women and two drinks for men per day, right? Like not, not per drink not per meal or accumulated over the week yeah. and have it at one meal yeah. one day. <laughs> and then, and like, just, if you do choose to drink, you know, over the holidays, kind of here's some things that, that we always tell our clients to keep in mind. Like if you're going to drink, let's say like a mixed drink, Try and pick something that's a little less added sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, mixing something with club soda would be a great option to sort of eliminate that. Mm-hmm. And it, the reason that we always uh, suggest that is like it just decreases the overall caloric value of that drink. You know, you can take a drink from 500 calories to like less than 100 just by changing what you're mixing it with. Yeah. So things like wine, champagne, I don't know, light beer, seltzer. I guess we kind of covered that one. Just some good options for lower sugar drinks and then i think too making sure you're keeping up with your water intake mm-hmm. right to offset that yeah and offset to to just stick with your general balanced nutrition water is important so just carrying yeah and that. i guess that goes to a sort of the keeping the yeah, routine, routine of your day like all of our clients we work very steadily on water consumption yeah. so that shouldn't be something that should be abolished just because it's a holiday yeah. so leading up to when you plan on drinking super important that you, you get hydrated. And then they kind of, when I went through that sober September there, um, and then I started re-implementing wine back into my life in October, my sort of like rule of thumb for myself was if I'm going to drink a glass of wine, I need to drink a glass of water before I start. Mm -hmm. And I've actually utilized that tool with a lot of my clients that are also doing this sort of same type of goal too, is if you want to have a drink, you, and for lack of better words, you have to earn that drink by drinking a glass of water. It's funny. I use it the same way in, in coffee for people in the morning that mm-hmm. we're trying to get them to drink more water in the morning. It's like, if you want that glass of co- or that cup of coffee, you got to earn that coffee by mm-hmm. drinking a glass of water first. Mm-hmm. And so my rule of thumb is always one-to-one. Like if you're going to have two drinks at, at the, in the evening, then before that second drink, you have to have a glass of water. Mm-hmm. And that way, at least we're kind of deferring through the, the dehydrating effects of, of, um, drinking alcohol can have on your body. So, but it, not only that, it also slows your rate of consumption too. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're less thirsty. 
you're full from drinking water, you're probably going to slow down the amount that you drink. Mm -hmm. And I think like a rule of thumb like that could go towards those treats, right? Like have you had one or two servings of vegetables before you opt for those treats? Like you could use that kind of tactic as well in terms of eating. Yeah, actually that's a good one. I'm going to steal that, put that in my back pocket. Yeah, just to keep that mindset on consuming those vegetables and making sure those nutrients are getting into your body before the sugar hits. Um, I think another one is like, and this kind of goes back to not changing your your routine throughout the day and not sort of like not eating through the day and prep for mm-hmm. this big meal is that we don't want to be drinking alcohol on an empty stomach either. You know, it's quickly absorbed in our bloodstream. And so we want to make sure that we have food in our digestive tract to sort of help slow that down of which the rate of that it's absorbed. We all know that when you know, you haven't had much to eat and just how quickly that alcohol can hit you. And I mean, for that same thing too, is just like when we drink on an empty stomach, it gets so much more intensified, but if we kind of eat more balanced throughout the day, it's also going to control that too and help us manage that better because the quicker we absorb it, the more likely we are to follow that up with another drink. And we Mm -hmm. make, you know, less and less better decisions as we go on. Yeah. So again, not to say that alcohol can't be included in your holiday. It definitely can. Moderation, like that's what we're looking for. Yeah. So yeah, I think that these are some great tips that you can kind of just make like a potential challenge for yourself to come armed for your holidays. For Well, I think there needs to be like an accountability factor and whether that looks like having a coach, like um, a lot of our people do. Or even just getting like your spouse or your family on board to help you out with that. Like letting your goals be known and like, hey, I'm only having one or two drinks tonight. Can you like help me stay on track with that? Or I only want to consume this many cookies or like whatever your goals are. Just making sure that there's somebody there to hold you accountable. It's hard to do it by yourself. Absolutely. Like, and these are all things that people say. Oh, I know this, yes. right? And I'm you I'm putting yes. air quotes up over that. And it's it's not that this is new information. No. And that's not our point of sort of divulging this information. Like mm-hmm. the whole idea of having a coach there, having somebody to hold you accountable is just that. It's like we need help to get through it. It's yeah. not always the education piece. The education piece is obviously a very important piece, but more times than none, we know what we need to do. And now you just need somebody there to help you through it. So Um, so let's say the holidays have happened and maybe we were successful, maybe not so much. How do I get back on track in the new year? <laughs> well, funny you should ask. <laughs> okay. This sounds so scripted. <laughs> it wasn't actually, but, <laughs> um, yeah, we w- just wanted to drop this bomb on everybody that our eat less crap new year's edition nutrition challenge is happening. Yeah. Uh, it's going to start up on January 18th, but we're actually opening it up two weeks early for those that want to kind of get a, a head start into it and and get themselves set up so that when January 18th rolls around, they're ready to hit it full steam ahead. Um, yeah. So it is a four-week challenge, 28 days, but we're giving you that option for an additional two weeks at the forefront, just at, at no charge, right? This is just something we we want to provide to you to, to help you get set up for those that really are committed to their goals. But that's going to be like an exclusive register early to get in on that extra two weeks, right? Yeah, obviously, because yeah. there's a lot of stuff that has to go on. And and uh, yeah, so registration is actually opening today. Um, we're going to post it later. Actually, it's going to go up in a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
yeah, just so that we can get started and get committed and, and know that you want to make that commitment in the new year. Well, and I think it's cool too. Okay. Well, this can go one of two ways. One, it could either go, Hey, I'm doing this challenge so I can blow it over Christmas. Cause knowing that I've got this challenge or two, and hopefully this is the way it goes. I've signed up for this challenge. Let's not make it more difficult for myself come the new year when I've got to start to make these changes, right? Like they could easily follow along these guidelines we've given them so that when the challenge does come about, they're already like on the right track. I think that's a great way to put it. Oh, yeah. um, so just to kind of recap how our challenge works, we have an app that we use with all of our challengers. Uh, it's where all our communication happens. We're going to give you a meal plan. We're going to give you grocery lists. Uh, it's all customized to you and your goals. We're going to talk about daily habits, things that we want you to do on the daily and on the weekly. We're going to put a little bit, of, a couple of challenges in there throughout the four weeks just to sort of give you some extra things to focus on. Um, we're going to give you lots of recipes and meal prep strategies. There's all kinds of great stuff that comes out of this eat less crap challenge. But I think the best thing that, that, and the thing that makes people the most successful is just that they have the daily accountability of working with a coach through this, Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to like just something generic off the internet where they just give you this random meal plan that is assigned for the masses that may not really attribute to what you or your goals are and is not realistic to where you are. So, um, our approach is, is awesome. We've had a lot of success with challengers in the past. Most have transitioned onto working individually with us because I see the value in, in mm-hmm. what they what they got through the challenge. So yeah, we're excited to open this up to, we're going to open it up to 40. We filled up pretty quick last time. So we, we sort of assume the same thing's going to happen here, especially with it being Christmas and the new year. Mm-hmm. So if this is something that you want to get involved in, you know where to find us. Well, yeah, and it's a great way to like, kind of dip your toes into nutrition. Like if you've been wanting to do something with your nutrition, but it just seemed overwhelming, like this is a great way to do it. And I also think it's like a good way to invest in yourself um, to start the new year off, right? Yeah, which is what people need to understand that it is. It's an investment. Yeah. So, yeah. So on that note, we're going to tackle... Um, navigating a healthy holiday on this episode. And then we also just launched our details about our nutrition challenge. So a lot of information packed into this episode. It's a good one. I guess Make we got for last. Yeah. Week. I guess we came back with a bang after missing last week on you guys. <laughs> so as always, as we always ask our listenership, listenership, is that a word? Ooh, I'm making it no, a word today. I don't think so. Listeners <laughs> don't make it fancier than it needs to be. <laughs> Uh, we want to hear from you sort of what your challenges that you think you'll be facing over the holidays. Um, we want to know if you like our tips, if they're things that you potentially can use or if you see yourself using and how we can help you more. Or do you have a tip that maybe we missed that works well for you? Yeah. Obviously we want to share that stuff with, yeah. with everybody and, and, you know, get that information out. Um, sometimes you might present something in a different way than we did and somebody might find that valuable or more applicable to them. So yeah, by all means, share that stuff with us. Uh, you know how to get in contact with us. You can send us a message on any of our socials or an email. Uh, also, please don't bring your Christmas baking to the gym. (laughs) (laughs) Don't put us on the list of people to give away your baking. (laughs) Please. Or I'll put you on my list. (laughs) Yeah, I'll come right back to you. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been episode 32.